Welcome back to the Catching Feelings podcast, and Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year! That was pretty good timing. Okay, let's start off with a story about New Year's resolutions. So, I think this was two or three years ago? No more. We this were still was, in high school. This was... Four years ago. It was either junior or sen- senior year. Probably senior year because... Oh, senior year because of the root. Because we had Pagliarini. Yeah. Okay, so this was senior year then, I think, because I know we had Pagliarini. Mm-hmm. sensei for japanese so after christmas break we came back in january for school and started school again and then in japanese class we had to write in japanese what our new year's resolution was going to be mm-hmm. and then i i i've never made new year's resolutions before but since it was an assignment then you just had to think i like of had one. to think of something yeah and my japanese vocabulary was like pretty limited <laughs> so the first thing that came to mind was soda, because soda in Japanese is literally just soda. Yeah. So I wrote that I will stop drinking soda. Mm-hmm. Because it's pretty much like the easiest sentence to write. Yeah. And I actually stuck to it all year. And now I don't drink soda at all. It's been like three years or four years, and I haven't had a soda since. You're pretty much the only person I know that made a New Year's resolution and carried it through to make a lifestyle change. Yeah. That's so crazy. Because you actually used to drink kind of a lot of soda and juice in high school but now you're just a water guy yeah even juice yeah i don't drink juice anymore really Mm -hmm. and i think it it's like too sweet for you now yeah even like a gatorade if i drink a gatorade like i can just feel the sugar like corroding my teeth yeah it's like too much yeah but so that's really interesting i've never heard of someone's new year's resolution carrying through the year and changing their lifestyle yeah I used to drink a decent amount of soda. Not, like, every day, but, like... With a meal, you would choose a soda. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or, like, if we would go to Chipotle, then you would get, like, a soda. I don't know. Have you had any New Year's resolutions before that you've actually, like, stuck to? Well, the year that we wrote our resolutions in Japanese, mine was to work out, I think it was, like, four times a week. But I was playing sports then, so, of course, I would do that. Yeah. I think New Year's resolutions are good, though. Yeah. I'm the kind of person, though, where the new year doesn't feel... Well, it feels kind of like a clean slate, but I don't use it as an excuse to make a goal. Like, I'm always making new goals. Yeah. So, there's a saying that's like, you know, people who try to diet are like, okay, I'll start on Monday. Like, they always say, I'll start on Monday. Like, oh, it's okay, I'll eat whatever I want today because I'm starting Monday. Yeah. And then Monday comes and they're like, oh, I messed up already. So, I'll start again on Monday. Yeah. If you keep pushing it back to Monday, then it's never going to happen. So well, like if like you wait till the new year, like it's never gonna happen. With the soda thing for me, it kind of started out as a joke. Like when I'd have the opportunity to drink soda, then I'd be like, "Well, I wrote in Japanese that I shouldn't drink soda." Yeah. So I'm not gonna have one. Mm-hmm. And then I just like actually kept doing it. Yeah. Like at first, you kind of had to push yourself to deny soda, but then after a while, you didn't even want it. Yeah. So we encourage all of you to make a New Year's resolution. Something yeah. that's actually like attainable mm-hmm. it has to be attainable it can't well i think news resolutions shouldn't be like a like a huge goal mm-hmm. just like something small in your lifestyle that you want to change yeah like for example this year i'm trying to spend less time on social media and just like be present so i don't think i fully want to delete my social medias and i don't think you should feel like you have to either yeah well not like i'm a like a celebrity or anything yeah but like <laughs> Being a baseball player, it's kind of important to have some sort of presence. 
so like social media presence yeah to market yourself yeah but um yeah just spend less time on there and like i said um aaron said he sets a timer on his apps the ones that he knows he uses a lot yeah and uses that to hold himself accountable so yeah i should definitely do that doing small things like that yeah like a lot of people nowadays are also doing that thing where every time they go on a run or they set aside time for themselves there's a function on their phone where they can do do not disturb and it'll tell other people like i'm doing this right now so i'm Uh, not going to answer the phone or it'll turn off certain notifications for you i don't think it's totally necessary for you because you're not tied to your phone but it could be helpful yeah no but it's just like recently i've noticed myself like every single second that i have nothing to do then i just immediately pull out my phone and like go on tiktok or something like just brushing my teeth i'm watching tiktok it's like like the default yeah it's bad yeah it shouldn't be the default yeah i think it's good do you start off your mornings by pulling out your phone yep that's always the first thing i do is go Mm -hmm. on my phone me too so one of my goals was to spend the first 30 minutes of waking up without being on my phone and the first mornings waking up i would kind of forget and then i'd have to be like oh shoot i forgot i'm not supposed to go on my phone but if you keep doing it then it becomes a habit yeah like, i'm not gonna reach for my for, for my phone first thing i feel like the problem for me if i try to do that though is like i'm gonna do my morning routine for like the 30 minutes and then just go on my phone right after that yeah but it does it's still better than nothing yeah then you can extend the time and maybe it'll become something where you don't feel like you need to grab your phone at first instinct yeah anyway so yes we did make our own new year's resolutions this year and we made sure to make them specific and with a timeline Mm -hmm. but they're pretty personal so maybe we won't share them (laughs) and it's good to write it down too i think writing it down makes it true and if you tell other people what it is then it holds you accountable a little bit so i'll be at driveline for three weeks i'm leaving on today's friday so i'm leaving on sunday in two days so i'll be there for three weeks um they're gonna put us in a hotel i have a roommate you might see snow yeah yeah that'd be so cool i'm just not looking forward to the cold yeah but it's whatever i love driveline though it'll be fun i know a couple of people who are going already so it makes me like a little more comfortable knowing who's going yeah and we want to try to get some guests on the podcast when you're there which would be totally cool the last time I went to driveline, I didn't know, I had no idea who was going and who wasn't. So then I was like, oh shoot, what if I like get a roommate that I don't like or something? But it worked out. Yeah. So after driveline, you'll probably come home for a month at the most because spring training is supposed to start on March 1st. But pitchers and catchers usually go up earlier. So you might have only like two weeks. Yeah. Hopefully I'm still home for uh, Valentine's Day because... I swear I missed, like, the last three Valentine's Days. Yeah. We always, like, make reservations for Valentine's Day, and then you end up leaving. Yeah. The day before. Okay, even, like, okay, me and Nikki, we didn't get Christmas gifts for each other this year because we wanted to do, like, a nice dinner or something instead. So we're supposed to do that on tomorrow. Yeah. But you leave the next day, so we almost missed that, too. So, like, I have all this stuff that I'm trying to get done before I leave. So I don't know if we're going to have to cancel that or not. I know. <laughs> well, the reason we didn't want to do Christmas gifts is because anything we want, we just buy ourselves anyway. Yeah. There's not anything that we would want. So I said, let's not do Christmas gifts and let's either do a dinner, like a nice dinner, because we really enjoy doing that, or traveling. But because the off season was so short this year, there was no time to travel. Yeah, this is a really short off season because 
because of COVID, the start major, date. major League Spring Training went first this year, and then Minor League Spring Training went after they were finished already because they didn't want us to like be in the same area all at once because like if one of us infects the big leaguers then that would be kind of messed up yeah so that pushed back the minor league season a whole month and then so the minor league season ended on like september 19th and then i came home for a week and went back for instructs so instructs was the month of october which like i said usually instructs is in september but everything got pushed back a month so that already shortened the off season by one month and then spring training for next year is supposed to start at regular time with the big leaguers so that shortened it another month Mm -hmm. so now i only have like a three month off season instead of five yeah so that didn't leave a lot of time to travel yeah i would have enjoyed taking a trip though yeah even if it was somewhere short yeah like a neighbor island or i just felt like i couldn't do it there was just no time well not only that but if we went somewhere like my mind would have been on like on I'm wasting time. Like, I could be training right now, mm-hmm. but instead I'm on vacation. Yeah. Which everyone deserves some time off. Like, that's why the big leaguers travel on the off season because it's 162 games of yeah. rigor. But, like, the big leaguers, they're they're in the show already. Like, they're, I don't really know what a big league off season looks like because I don't really know any big leaguers, but it's not like they're trying to improve on all these things in one off season because they're already good. Yeah. They're, they're already in the show. But for me, being a minor leaguer, like, there's all these things that I'm trying to get better at. And, like, I don't know if taking time off would be the best for that. Yeah. And it's not like you felt like you needed that time off anyway. Yeah. I think if you felt like you were so exhausted from the season and you needed time off, it would have been a part of your training. No, that's, abs- that's 100% yourself. right. Yeah. Because I didn't... Okay, when I got moved up to Clearwater this year, I wasn't really playing too much. I was, like, in a backup role. So that already gave me a lot of time off. And then I had COVID, so that's another two weeks off. And then I had a concussion, so that's another, like, three or four weeks that I missed. So, like, I had a lot of time off during the season already. So, like, I was kind of ready to attack the off season already. Yeah, you wanted to work hard. Yeah. But I think for people who do feel like they're burnt out at the end of the season, you should work in some time off yeah. into your training schedule. Well, anyway, going back to driveline, okay, this, I don't know, this just came to mind. I saw a quote somewhere. I can't remember where it was from. Maybe I read it in a book or something. But it said, I, I definitely I saw this on Twitter for sure. Like a baseball guy posted it. And they said, if your goal in the off season is just to get better, you're not doing enough. Your goal should be to become the best you can possibly become. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just trying to get better with no like ceiling in mind, like you might get a little better every day, but you're not going to reach your full potential. But if your full potential is your goal, then like, you know, you have a lot of work to do. So you can, like, make bigger strides. You can get after it. So that's where driveline comes back into play. Because we probably mentioned this before, but me spending an off-season here in Hawaii versus spending an off-season in driveline is two totally different things. Like, when I'm home, no doubt I'm getting better. But if I go to driveline, I'm going to I'm gonna be training for that. The best. Yeah, I'm going to be training to reach my highest potential. Actually, I have something else to talk about. Okay. So I heard on a podcast, the You Never Know podcast about like meditation and stuff so like this might sound totally hippie-ish but I-, I totally believe in it there was a quote that in the podcast the mind is a wonderful servant but a terrible master meaning to me that means well this is where meditation comes in because you kind of just have time to focus on your thoughts and not let your thoughts like overrule your life you can control your mind to serve you and like do the things you want to do 
But once you get these like one or two negative thoughts, it can totally get out of control. It's bad because yeah. you don't want it to be a master of you. Right. You want to rule your mind. Yeah. So kind of going back to my New Year's resolution of not spending time on my phone, it might seem like you're wasting time by just staring at a wall, but you're actually spending time like focusing on your thoughts. And I think that's totally valuable. I spend a lot of my day just like staring at a blank TV. Sometimes I'm not thinking about anything, but that's good. Yeah. Just give your mind a break every once in a while. So if you have a free 20 minutes in your day, or even less, just stare at the wall. Yeah, but I think also it applies to people who are like us and we just go, go, go every day without taking time to pause and reflect. Whereas some people get so consumed in their own thoughts that they actually let it take over their life Yeah. because they're overthinking everything. So it is a balance, of course, like everything else. You can't fall into analysis paralysis. Yeah. You just gotta do it. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> oh, another thing that we talked about recently is being a doer. Yeah. So like right now, with the new year and with certain opportunities that have come up for us, we've learned, this is kind of vague, but we've learned that you just have to be a doer. If you overthink everything and try to prepare for everything, you'll never get anywhere. A lot of successful people are where they're at because they're doers. Right. And I think we've been doing a really good job of that recently. Yeah, for sure. Of just taking leaps and doing things, putting things into motion. I think um, the perfect example of this for me was when I got drafted. Like, I wasn't sure if I should sign or go to college. And, like, I didn't know it at the time that if I made the right decision. But now that I'm, like, three years into Pro Bowl, like, I'm so happy that I just took that leap of faith and signed Pro instead of go to college. Because I couldn't, listen, I couldn't went to college, and anything could have happened. Like, you could have got hurt. They missed COVID year. That's, like, minus a year already. Like, anything could happen in those three years. But at the time, college seemed like the easy, safe option. Because yeah. you'd ha- already been planning for college for a year. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you didn't even expect to get drafted until two days before you got the call. Yeah. So, to make that jump, I know you struggled internally a lot with it, but you just decided to go for it. Yeah. It's because everybody wants to succeed and nobody wants to fail. Like, there's a fear of failure. And I I think school has kind of, like, designed designed us this way. Mm -hmm. Because in school, like, if you get good grades, then that's good. And if you get bad grades, then, like, you're bad. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's why people have test anxiety and stuff like that. Because you don't want to take a test and fail. Like, you want so badly to do well at everything. Right. So if people are given the choice, do you want to take this test or no? They're going to be like, no, because I might fail. Yeah. And if you apply that thinking to your everyday choices, having that fear in the back of your head is totally a hindrance. Yeah. Anyway, so after spring training ends, hopefully you'll make a team, which will start early April. And then hopefully I can come visit you in May with my friends. The only thing that sucks about all of you guys coming is that you guys are going to have my car. (laughs) So then I feel like I can't just like do my thing you know yeah i'll be like waiting for you guys to like drop me off and pick me up kind yeah of thing. true funny story about my car uh-huh. <laughs> so the last time nikki was in florida when mm-hmm. she went to was when she went to visit uh uf mm-hmm. and i would even when i visit you in june i would take your car every morning or wake up with you drop you off at the field and then have your car for the rest of the day so mm-hmm. that i'm not just stuck in one place but this past trip i think it was a wednesday I was it after I already drove to UF? I think it was, or else I wouldn't have wanted to drive. Yeah, it was like in the last two days. Yep, it was one of the last days because we left almost immediately after. 
but we did the same thing that we normally do, which is wake up early in the morning, get ready to go. Um, we hop in the car. I usually drive you to the field and just drop you off there and then go back home. No, okay, pause. I feel like I usually drive to the field. And we switch seats. But for some reason, that morning, I was like, I don't feel like driving. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm just going to toss Nikki the keys and let her drive me to the field. <laughs> so, we're driving to the field. All is all is good. And we're vibing to some music in the car. <laughs> we get to the parking lot. And, okay, so, when I was on the Threshers, we parked in the stadium parking lot, which is a paved parking lot, like a normal parking lot. But when Nikki came to visit UF, this was during Instructs. So, the players had to park on like the complex side i don't know if that makes sense to anybody but anyway but the complex parking lot is a grass parking lot yeah with like weeds and tall grass yeah the grass is pretty high like they definitely don't trim it or anything yeah and it's just very unconventional yeah okay so I we're add. we're going to the field all as well nikki pulls into the grass parking lot and it crossed my mind that i should say something and warn you like hey there's like a curb there but I just, it just didn't come out of my mouth. Uh-huh. And sure enough, Nikki goes full speed into <laughs> the curb. I was not full speed. I was not full speed. I made a right turn into the stall and I kept inching forward and I didn't stop. And I just heard like a really big crunch. It was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. And I think you were super angry in that moment and you yelled, but I didn't say anything back because I didn't know what to say. Because I just felt so bad. And there was nothing I could do to take it back. Even though I wanted to take it back so badly. Okay. So you jumped out of the car. This is my side of the story. <laughs> right when you scraped the curb, then... Okay, when I first bought my car, I parked in that parking lot. And I scraped the curb too. But I went over it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know... You're probably in a different section of the yeah. parking lot. That's why it crossed my mind that I should say something. Mm-hmm. Like, don't scrape the curb. Yeah. But then... Like I said, nothing came out of my mind. So then, Nikki scraped the curb, and I don't think I, like, yelled. I was probably just like, oh my gosh, like, you just hit the curb, what are you doing? (laughs) You kind of reacted instead of... Yeah, you just reacted to what the situation, which is totally normal. It's like a human response. Like, sometimes you just can't hold back. Like, it's a reaction. What else is it supposed to be? It's your central nervous system, not your peripheral nervous system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I got out of the car... And I obviously went to take a look at the front bumper. Yeah. And it was dark. It was, like, pretty early in the morning. So I couldn't really tell, but I knew it was, like, scratched pretty good. Yeah. So you came out of the car. You slammed the door. I saw you pull around to the front and look at the bumper. And I knew it couldn't be good because you were shaking your head. And then you just walked away (laughs) into the field and you disappeared. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I had to drive home. And I went to sleep for four hours after I got home because I feel like my body didn't know what to do. So I just shut down and I <laughs> fell asleep for four hours. Like, I didn't know what else to do except go to sleep so I didn't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, after I looked at the bumper, I just, like, walked away. I didn't say anything. Yeah. But I had to stop at the um, security guard shack to do, like, a temperature check because we do that every day because of COVID. Uh-huh. And then I remember the security guard, Gary, was like, oh, that stupid curb. And then I was like, I remember I told him, I was like, yeah, my girlfriend is driving. Oh my gosh. And he just laughed. It's 
also worse because the day before while we were driving i don't know what we were talking about but somehow it came up that micah said oh my car is pretty much the biggest thing that i own like it's the only thing that i truly own and it's the biggest thing that i own and then the next day i just crashed it yeah it's by (laughs) far like the most expensive thing i own obviously yeah like i don't have a house or anything so my car is like kind of everything to me yeah but and then i crashed it after i got into the locker room i texted nikki after to send me a picture yeah and it was pretty bad like i went out and i took a picture and i was like this picture looks pretty bad (laughs) like it's pretty damaged because okay she didn't just like scrap like scrape the bumper yes we know (laughs) the curb it obviously had to be higher than the bumper yeah so you pretty much just like crashed into a wall yeah essentially yeah so so now the whole front is like scratched yeah but (laughs) i didn't know what to do i felt so bad like i so i didn't cry but i felt like crying yeah so i seriously didn't know i had all day to think about this yes and i had all day to just sit by myself and sleep because i didn't want to think about it anymore (laughs) i had all day to think about this and then i started thinking like when i was in hawaii i had a truck but i sold that truck so that i could buy a car in florida instead Mm mm-hmm and um so like the car i bought in florida it's a it's a decent car like it's a 2018 toyota camry which is like it's nice but it's not like if it was my truck i probably would have been more mad Mm -hmm. because i love my truck but yeah i mean it's just a car so when i went to pick micah up after i was really scared to face the wrath but i pulled into the parking lot i made i I don't remember what i did i think i parked like super far from the curb when i came to pick you up like i didn't even get close i was probably in the middle of the parking lot but i picked you up you got into the car and i seriously almost started crying because i felt so bad and i think i apologized to you like over and over again and you're like you know what i realized that it's not worth getting mad at you're like it's just a car and it's not worth it and in that moment i felt really bad because here I am, like, damaging your car, and you're the one consoling me. Like, <laughs> I felt so bad, but that was, like, the most mature answer you possibly could have said. And it made me feel even worse, but better at the same time. <laughs> After you sent me the picture, I started, like, Googling how much it would cost to, like, buy a new bumper. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, it would have been, like, a thousand bucks, maybe, to buy a new one and, mm-hmm. like, have the, the dealership install it. But then it's, like... Would I rather be really mad at Nikki for what she just did or pay $1,000 for a new new bumper? Like, yeah. we've been dating for the last six years. Yeah. I'm not going to get mad over, like, $1,000 on my car. Like, who cares? <laughs> the fact that you could come to that conclusion, though, was really profound. Yeah. Like, I didn't think someone would be able to do that. And, like, to not speak out of emotion and to really think about it even though you really had the right to be super mad was pretty good well it's kind of cliche like people say like well most times people say this in more tragic events Mm -hmm. like if your house burns down or something people will be like oh you can it's replaceable you know like it's whatever yeah like yeah the bumper is replaceable but going off of that story a little bit i was just thinking about how wait what was i gonna say Oh, a lot of people ask me if we fight a lot or if we ever fight. And I think we both have a little bit of a short-term memory because if I think about what fights we've had, it's hard for me to 
pull them up in my brain. But every time we fight, we never spend that much time doing it. I think we're practical about it and fights obviously happen for a reason. So we try to get to the root of the problem and then figure out why it's happening. And then we get over it really quickly, like extremely quickly. So that's probably why I can't pull up any fights. Yeah. Because we always just get over it really quickly. I think a gift that we both have is that if we're like in an argument or something, Mm -hmm. then eventually we'll just like look at each other and then we just can't help but laugh. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's just like funny. Yeah, (laughs) it just becomes funny after a while. But not to say that we brush it under the rug because we do try to hash out the true problems and figure out why we're fighting. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately, once we figure out the problem, we just turn it into a joke. (laughs) so yeah that's one thing but um i think the reason it works out so well is because one of the basis of a relationship is figuring out whether or not the other person is worth it enough to get through the fights like continue on because if not then that's when you break up that's how you end a relationship so i think we both feel like nothing's ever worth it enough to be mad at each other for an extended amount of time Like, I think fights happen for a reason and you need a fight to figure out your problems and to progress in your relationship. But to use it as a reason to stop talking to each other, to, like, take a break, you know? I just don't get that. Because then you probably don't think the other person is worth it enough to go through the struggle of figuring it out. Facts. Yeah. But it's all a mindset, too. I think you said this yesterday, but Tara commented something like, every time you guys are together, you seem so happy. But yeah, she asked us... um, did we see each other? Yeah, that? like, did we see each other this week? Mm-hmm. And the answer was no. Like, we saw each other, like, three days ago. Mm-hmm. So then, when we got together at dinner with our friend group, then me and Nikki were just, like, talking the whole time. Yeah. To each other, mostly. <laughs> Which might be a fault of ours, but... Yeah. But we, we hadn't seen each other for a while, that's why. Yeah, like, so. a couple days. But, yeah, they just said, like, oh, every time you see each other, you seem so happy. It's because, like, we always have so much to talk about. And because we're so close, I think within each other, we have so many inside jokes and we just feed off of each other's energy that even in a group setting, we'll find each other and, like, banter. I don't know. It's a mindset because you just have to find enjoyment in every little thing together. Yeah. Your whole life is a mindset. (laughs) Facts. People don't get that. It is a mindset, but you shouldn't be mad at yourself for having certain human emotions. Oh, yeah, of course, but... That's why it circles back to the car story, because even though you reacted in that moment, it's not like, oh, I'm so mad at you for reacting to me in that moment in a harsh way. It's like, I understand, and you should understand of yourself, that that's just how humans work. Like, we have emotions, and you shouldn't have to suppress those emotions to, like, please other people or to be a good person. Like, you should accept all of your emotions as they are. But when you do have the chance to settle down and really think about it, then that's when you can make the change. Yeah. It's like putting yourself in a good mindset when the time is right. Well said. Yeah. I actually had a bunch of people tell me this season, pretty late in the year, probably like five or six months into the year already. And they're like, how are you so happy all the time? I I didn't realize I was like the only one that's happy, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and even my brother my brother through us is friends with a lot of like division one baseball players pro baseball players and because of that he's exposed to a lot of different people and one thing that he always says about you is that he never heard you complain like you never complain about how hot florida is how rigorous pro ball is like how 
hard your training schedule is you only have one day off a year a week as hard as it is for you compared to all the other people around him he hears you complain the least yeah which i think is also interesting too because i'm not the most talented player Mm -hmm. so like that forces me to be one of the harder harder workers which is a lot of like stress and like strain on your body and your mind because you feel like you're constantly trying to chase those who have the natural abilities but i don't know this kind of goes back to what i was saying before with the phones like like the miracle is here like being present in the moment if i take a second to look around at my life i'm playing professional baseball like it's an absolute miracle so like what would i be ungrateful for and complain about exactly even some days where i'll have work but before work i'll go surfing in the morning i'll finish my surf i'll be driving home with my surfboard in the back and i'll be like i'm going to work right now but I literally just went to the beach like I see all these tourists around Waikiki and I'm like you guys are all here on vacation I do this as a lifestyle right like I just went surfing in the morning in the ocean in the number one place to surf in the world yeah and now I'm like going about my daily life facts like this is our life and it's amazing I saw TikTok this morning and then it was playing like the sound of birds chirping and you tell me if this is true with you or not but on the video it said like i used to hear this sound every morning when i used to wake up as a kid and now i don't hear it anymore like when you're a kid and you'd wake up you could like hear everything right like the birds chirping in the morning and then like when you go outside like you smell the the moisture or the rain from the night before whatever Mm -hmm. like you smell the grass or whatever and like that doesn't happen anymore as adults but why is that your mind is just so cluttered with everything else that's why it's so important for me like i said just pause everything and take a look around and realize that like i don't know like i said the miracle is here it really is and not to say that we don't work hard like we're working hard a lot throughout the day but what is all of it for if you're not enjoying yeah it's a balance so like i know sometimes we'll just like walk around walk through nature just like take a deep breath and look around and this is kind of gross but hold hands and then just like enjoy everything you know like enjoy the scenery and enjoy each other but it's just simple things like that that make you feel good you yeah know? funny story actually so during the season this year on one of the off days i went down to some park in like st petersburg uh-huh. and it was a it was a park like right on the water there you could see like dolphins in the water and there's like all these birds that I've never seen before. Uh-huh. And so when we came back the following day for baseball, everybody's like, oh, what'd you do with your off day? And I was like, I went bird watching. And I caught a lot of heat for that. They're like, you went bird watching. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> People probably think you're so weird. Yeah, it's fine. But like, <laughs> nature is amazing. Like, I love nature because without human beings, like, nature would flourish. Yeah, I'm not one who can really, like, look at mountains for too long and then appreciate it. But I think your appreciation for nature has rubbed off on me, so now I'm, like, yeah, trying to pay more attention to it. But it's because my mind is always cluttered. Yeah. I guess I am a hippie. Yeah. Now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, you're really a hippie. You're I meditate s- and I look at birds. You're going to become, like, vegan soon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No <laughs> and you are Birkenstocks. <laughs> And you like to be barefoot. Oh, yeah. I love being barefoot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I guess you are a hippie. Okay. When I had my concussion, the first, like, few, probably the whole week, the first week, 
I couldn't do any like physical activity because it would just like stimulate my brain too much and I would start getting a headache. So they used to make me do um, barefoot walking. So I would walk around the, the baseball facility barefoot and they told me like you can listen to music or whatever you want. But I decided not to and just just walk and just feel the grass on my feet. And it's so amazing. I remember- like, I'm, I'm walking barefoot on a professional baseball field. How awesome is that? I remember you would send me videos of you walking around barefoot. And then that's when I started to tear up because I thought you were going insane. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh no, he's off the walls now. I think a lot of people were concerned for me when I had my concussion. (laughs) The concussion has permanently changed his personality. I had people come up, like my coaches come up to me every day. And they're like, how are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm great. With just like a totally foggy look in my eyes. And they're like... Yeah, I'm sure you're great. Yeah, like people would say, hey, have you noticed anything different about Micah lately? Yeah, it was totally that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I was a little bit concerned for you. not going to lie. I thought your frontal lobe was permanently damaged. You know, that was actually, okay, that was actually really frustrating when I had my concussion. Because people would come up to me and ask me if I'm good. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird. Like, it's almost like I wasn't in my body. Because I felt good. Like, everything seemed normal, but then when people would look me in the eyes, they could tell, like, something's not right. Yeah. And looking back, do you feel like you were weird? Uh, not any more weird than normal. <laughs> yeah, maybe the concussion just was, like, an excuse for people to see how weird you really are. Yeah, I think so. How to justify your personality. I kind of pride myself on being that weirdo, though. <laughs> just, like, keep everyone guessing. Oh, I told you this yesterday. I was like, you always have mischief in your eyes. Yeah. You're always up to something. And even Tyra told you this, like, it's really hard to read you. You're always guessing. Yeah, you know what I actually wanted to tell Tyra? Mm-hmm. Well, we were kind of touching on this at dinner also. Yeah. Because you were asking, like, how is Marcus, like, my friend? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of related. But, like, Tyra was saying I'm hard to read. Yeah. But it's because I don't really have a lot of, like, I don't let people get close to me yeah, a you, lot of the time. You really don't. But the ones that I do, like, they'll be my friends for a lifetime. Yeah. Because I don't really open up to a lot of people, but yeah. Wow, that's so special. That's what makes it special to be your friend, though. Yeah. Is that you don't open up to a lot of people. So when you do, it's extra special. Which I guess is kind of the opposite of me. (laughs) Because I'm kind of like an open book. I just feel like people don't need to know all my business, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I was talking about how it's weird that you... It's weird to see that you're close with someone, especially someone that I don't know really well, because growing up together you never really were close to a lot of people yeah except for me (laughs) but like now to see you close with other people it kind of makes me happy like yeah no you know what it is you're able to find someone it's like i don't know like the culture in high school is so like clicky Mm -hmm. and it's like i never really fit into one group in particular because like i played sports so like that would typically be like the group like the athletes hang out together yeah but then i also had like the weird side to me where like i did good in the classroom and like i don't know i i enjoyed other things other than just sports yeah so then i also fit into like the other groups that didn't play sports yeah so i was like kind of caught in the middle but in high school that's kind of not okay yeah so then when i left um it didn't matter if i was gonna go to college or pro ball but when i i knew when i left like i wanted to like try and be different and like like fit into a group or like find a group yeah that's kind of the beauty of new beginnings too is that you don't have to be 
who you were before. Yeah. Like you can just be who you are now. Yeah, facts. That's why, like, going into pro ball, I was like, I'm just gonna unapologetically be myself, and like, I'm bound to find people like me. Exactly. And I always tell you this, but you're completely different than before, and you've honestly grown too. Like, you're a lot more open. You are a lot more friendly. You're more confident. No, because you know what it is is like. I think it's the culture of Hawaii. Is like people don't want to say too much. People act like they're open arms, but it's like exclusive at the same time. Yeah. But then when you go to the mainland, you find your group of people, and then everybody else is just like kind of whatever. Like you don't even bother with them. So like now we have like our group. Like we just don't even bother like hanging out with other people. And it's not like you're unfriendly to them. Yeah. You're still cordial, but、yeah. you don't have to pretend to be friends with people who you're not close to. Yeah. You know what else is different too? Is um in pro ball, so well we all live in the hotel, and then like during the season some of us shared a house. So I was literally seeing these people twenty four seven. Like the only time we didn't see each other was when we we're sleeping. I don't know. It's totally different. Like you almost become more like brothers. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. So Michael will be leaving us in two days. You can look forward to more guests hopefully, in the、yeah. next coming weeks. I have a lot of guests lined up.、Mm-hmm. People who've reached out to me and said they want to come on the podcast. So. Yeah. So we will answer. Yeah. With open arms. So if you want to come on the podcast, let us know. Yes, we would gladly have you on. Only if you're cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you have a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. All right. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate、uh, us on Spotify. Spotify now allows you to rate podcasts, so please rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All right, word.、That's、Five、it. stars, preferably. <laughs> okay. Okay.、Bye. Thanks. Bye.